and today's episode will be discussing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, starring Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, Aquafina as Katie, Minju Zhang as Zhu Jialing, Fala Chen as Ying Li, Florian Muntinia as the Razor Fist, Benedict Wong as Wong, Michelle Yon as Yin Yan, Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery, Tony Long as Zhu Wenwu, and Ronnie Chiang as John John. The film was released on August 16, 2021 on a budget of $150 million. Music was by Joel P. West. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. All right, buddy. Today, finally. Well, I say finally. Well, yeah. I've really been looking forward to this one ever since the trailer started dropping. Oh yeah, I was on board, a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Like, there's no way this is going to be a bad movie. No, I you. I mean, honestly, they are known now. Marvel, Kevin Feige, the the big the studio, brand the brand itself is known for hitting home runs on their first attempts as far as launching a new you i don't want to say universe but a new you it's know, a new franchise phase. let's yeah, go with that it, yeah it is a this is like the one time that critics and audiences are agreeing this movie's fucking fantastic yeah. mm-hmm. um and it's deserving of every single praise it's getting oh it is by far um obviously we're talking about shang chi it's not Shang-Chi, it's, Shang, it's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And that took us a while to get used to that. But yeah. anytime you, like, the movie actually taught you very well how to say his name. Because all right. you have to say is Shang, like Sean with a G, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Shang-Chi. It is probably these one of the single most best, greatest, however fuck you want to put it, origin stories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Between, like, for me, this is up there with Black Panther. Black Panther, Doctor Strange. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Top three. Easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Iron Man 1. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I love Thor 1. One of my personal favorites. Right. But those three just hit different. Yes. Because I feel like there's so much emotional attachment and connection that they make right from the get-go. And Marvel's taking more and more... Not I'm not, not going to say... They're not experimenting. They're gambling more and more with what they're going to do and how oh, they're going to yeah. put it out there. And audiences are just going to accept it at this point because the Marvel, like you said, the Marvel brand franchise, everything they put out is literally gold at this point in time. I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crass, but they're swinging with big dick energy. Oh yeah, I mean, all they 100%. do. Percent. I mean, seriously, they go and they get characters. Shang Chi is one of those characters that is like Doctor Strange, like Black Panther, that is not like okay. They're not your main Marvel. They're not Thor, no. Captain America, they, Iron Man. They're not A, they're not B, they're exactly. barely C and D list. Right. So they have a basically a cult, kind of a cult following. Yes. Okay. And they're taking these characters and making them just right up there in the pantheon. Preach it. Of, of, of all their characters. Amen. Putting it there. And right they on. did the same thing with this movie. Right. 100%. Yeah. And the fact that they... I swear to God, like I even told my wife when we left this movie, because we, we actually got to go see this one together. Props to my dad awesome. for watching my son, like awesome. him and his girlfriend, they watched him and I genuinely appreciate Same it. So thing. we actually got Same to go thing. watch. Me and Kelsey went and saw it. Yeah. It we, good. we actually got to go watch a movie together and we enjoyed the living shit out of it. And I yeah. turned to her after the movie's over and I was like, it thoroughly amazes me that they continue to find ways to continue to evolve and bring new energy into this franchise yes. without it feeling dull or the same thing over and over yes. again. I mean, it's crazy. You would think by now we would have Marvel fatigue. Well, we're what? Some- 25, 26 movies in at this yeah, point? Buddy. Something like crazy like yeah. that? Because Endgame was what? 23 or 24? Is it, is it 25? Or 20? Yeah, it was 20, 25. 25 yes. uh, movies. Eternal should be 26. So, yes. Yeah. So well, that's not even including their series. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And we still want more. Yeah. Still want a lot more. Oh, yeah. No. So well, that, yeah. Let's I feel see like, what you can do next. I feel like that year break we had just oh, made people my. more hungry for it. <laughs> yeah. And they know it. I mean, I agree. they're swinging for the fences yes. every single time now. And this is not even the most crazy type character slash story they're putting out. No. You got Eternals right around the corner. And most people are like, who well, the fuck the are the fuck Eternals? Are guys? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And even when they were in the comics, when they were created, people mm-hmm. were like, who the fuck are these guys? Back when they had the resurgence of the, of the Eternals. Yep. People were like, who the fuck are these guys? No, to be fair, <laughs> that the whole the, the, the whole who the fuck are these guys started with Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I'm like, just saying, just speaking basically on right. the Eternals. Right. You know, just going, okay, I'm, I'm speaking from comic book folks' right. perspective. No, yeah. To say, when they had a resurgence right. of the comic book they were like, people were still like this is not but a i'm saying from the franchise. movie movie aspects of it right they they started oh, yeah. swinging for the fences when Guardian it came to Guardians of the galaxy. galaxy and then they've only started pushing that envelope yep. further and further yep. as they went yeah i agree with that but you're right it's big dick energy they hit a grand fucking slam with this one and you're starting to get the seedlings of what they're going to be doing with phase four yeah and oh, man. getting those awesome. getting those seeds obviously opens the gate to okay what could this possibly all mean i don't know much about chung chi i really don't like i know in the comics he's the world's greatest martial artist mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where my knowledge ends with him right he i mean they took a lot of liberties they created some different things in this and changed the uh all of all of the origin story of him well they tied now, it more into their mythos of what they've already built in this universe. exactly yes they they built the tin rings and they built uh a fake mandarin you know ben kingsley yeah trevor trevor slattery and he you know it follows in that you know we we talk about the tin rings the tin rings were uh really kind of never part of their mythos right you know but i'm glad they brought it in and i'm glad they tied you know they said uh we're going to do something really crazy and really make it, you know, that the Mandarin really doesn't exist. Right. Um, you know, and it, his father in this movie goes in and explains that and it makes fun of it and makes light of it and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But the one thing I did have ought with this movie, and I think they're going to cover it in for other movies and they're going to discover more power of the rings. Yeah. Is they just, it was one, they were one dimensional in this movie. They were just a powerhouse. Is all they were. Yeah, and that was it. Well, so and when Shang Chi got put control over him, obviously mm-hmm. huge spoilers for everything that we talk about with this movie because we're going to die yeah, head first. <laughs> when he got control of the rings, and you kind of saw it in the trailers, but he started to do different things with them than his father did. Like he, they were starting to circle him, orbit around him. He was starting to combine them, meld them into a power blast. Like he was doing more with them right. than you ever saw his dad do. Like the most right. you saw his dad do was use them as a punch. A whip, you know, and that was about the extent grappling, of grappling, all kinds of and, and like, like launching yeah. himself in the air. Right. Now, real quick, right? I want to talk about this. Simu Le- Liu is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. The guy that played Chong Chi, Leo. 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 Okay, Simu Liu, fucking amazing. Oh, like, yeah. dude. Okay, yeah. so Chong Chi was like 24, 25 in this movie, by mm-hmm. my math, the way because yeah. he was born in like 96, 96 97. Yeah, Simu Liu is thirty two years old. That man mm-hmm. does not look 32 years old. Like, I fully believed not. he was in his 20s. Yeah. That dude is fucking amazing. Like, insanely good. He is such a good actor. He sold every scene. And he was up against, you know, um, Aquafina, which was really great in this. But he did scenes with Benedict Wong as Wong. He did scenes with um, let's see, Ben Kingsley and Tony Leung. And Tony right. Young is when we, was by yeah. far my favorite part of this movie. Ooh, we yeah. talked about this before. Oh. This is my favorite, like my new favorite Marvel movie villain. But Bes- like yeah. besides probably next to Thanos and Killmonger. Okay. Yeah. And Loki, obviously. You can't say. forget about Loki. The reason he's my favorite, and we talked about this briefly, but that made me think more about it, is I find him to be the most tragic villain Marvel's seen yet. And the reason is, is because he found these rings thousands, thousand years ago, right? Mm-hmm. He was given. And it granted him immortality and great power. With that great power, he went and tried to conquer the world. Right. And any place he visited, he conquered. Mm -hmm. He was, I'm sure in his mind, like any conqueror, he's like, you're going to come under my control and we're going to make this better. better. Yes. At that point, you're disillusioned. 
Right. But as time went on, he geared himself differently. But in, in like 96, which I was surprised we were that far into the 90s. Like I expected this to be late 80s, early 90s yeah, when okay. we got that like into the more modern day. Right. He met Chong's Chong Chi's mom's or Shang Chi's mom, mm-hmm. and they fought and they fell in love, and that was really cool. Like that was very majestic. That the Mortal, was awesome. The, the that fight was, scenes. That, I think that was my favorite part of the movie. Was the fight really? scenes or her their fight? Their fight. Yeah, I think it was wonderful. It was awesome. By far, probably some of the best martial arts I've seen in a movie. Yeah, in a long like it like Mortal Kombat, the new one was top tier choreography. Good. This stuff. one was above it. Like just yeah. it was magnificent it was glorious it wasn't brutal for the sake of being brutal right it was methodical it was planned out there was a flow to it like the whole nine yards it was respectful of the the fantastical culture of martial arts right and i'm not really. going to compare this to crouching tiger hidden dragon because it's no. not necessary like this is entirely beast within itself yeah definitely but so back to wenwu tony long's character he gave it all up. He decided he wanted to grow old with his wife and have children. And then something tragic happens. You know, his wife right. gets killed because of his past. Right. And at that point, he starts back up the Ten He's Rings like, again. He starts going. <laughs> he doesn't go into the whole, you know, um, taking over the world again. But he starts having visions and hearing stuff of from his wife. Right. Further down the line, you realize where that came from. But to me, like... It's just a mad, sad, angry man that's looking to bring his, the love is, the reason he gave up all the power in the world, all he wants is his wife back. Yeah. And I totally got him. I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad, dude. Like, misery and desperation and sadness and loss do crazy things to people. Right. I agree with that up to that point. I mean, before when he had found the Ten Rings mm-hmm. and he was power hungry and everything like that. He was a, just a villain. And then he, you know, like you said, he came into finding this love of his life. Right. And it changed his heart. Right. And he put down the rings. I mean, that, that's a whole lot. That's serious love right there. You right. put down all that power. You put down those rings just so you can have that family. Right. And of course, after, <laughs> you know, somebody takes that kind of away from you, you're going to be, a, you're, you're going to be fucked up and you're going right. to go back to what you knew. Well, it, the you're part gonna, that got me was like, if I would have wore those get rings. those people. I, this would never have happened to your mother. Right. And it's like, no, not quite. Like, this was going to happen. Your past caught up to you, dude. Like, hey, Yeah, because, I mean, you weren't there regardless. Well, right. here's the thing. His statement of this wouldn't have happened to your mother is because everybody would have still respected right. his power. Right. And would have known never, that power. Yeah. And would never dared to come do right. that. Which is probably true. Right. That part's probably true. 100%. Um, so, I mean, I can understand that aspect of it. But he would have been a totally different person right too if we had kept the rings on i'm definitely gonna say they thought this movie out thoroughly like everything oh, landed everything flowed properly every message came across clearly i was thinking of that when we were starting this out is it how much planning how many conversations how much ideas pitched how much ideas thrown out mm-hmm. of the whole phase four of all these phases of the whole phase we're going into right starting with all of the shows starting with all you know the what ifs starting with all the movies everything else just the amount of preparation that marvel does so it's crazy what's good now is marvel learned their lessons from the infinity saga right they know what faults not to take they've i was reading an article from uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, I think that's how you say yeah. his name, the director. And I told you earlier the story about how when he started being a director, he told his agent, don't ever let me do a Marvel movie. I don't want to do superhero movies. And then this one came up and he found out they were hiring for it. And he's like, I need to go for this. <laughs> right. Shang-Chi is one of my favorite characters of all time. I need to go try to do this because he's an Asian guy. Yeah. He wants to bring Asian culture. And they did. Yep. They did the same thing what oh, they did man. with Black Panther. Beautiful. They brought it all to the Beautiful. forefront. Right. He said that he reached out to Ryan Coogler. Apparently, he knows Ryan Coogler. Okay. And they talked. And it makes sense because he directed Just Mercy, which has Michael B. Jordan. So, right. it makes sense that he would know yeah. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. And he told Ryan Coogler his you know, concerns. He didn't want a major motion picture, the, the big production companies to change him. He goes, that should not be your concern here. 
He goes, this is going to be the hardest thing you ever have to do, but it's not going to come from the studio. They are all creative minded. That's all they care about is being creative. There's no fear. It's just, they want to put out the best picture possible. Right. Which just shows the massive difference between Marvel studios and any other studio that's out there now. You know, Marvel knows they're going to get money back one way or the other. If it's not from this movie, it's going to be from their next movie. Yeah, exactly. They're willing to take the swings and put it out there while every other studio is just concerned about making their buck right now. Right now. Making their bank. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of things are invested in that. And, you know, like you said, swinging for the fences early for Marvel and gambling, they have house money. Well, they've been gambling since day one, though. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. They have house money now. I mean, lots more than anybody else Well, they also have one of the biggest have. backers in the world, well, which is Disney. Disney yeah. So. But I mean, the money that they've made off of their movies. I mean, like you said, Infinity Saga made, what, $4, mil- $4 billion? Right, insane you know, amount of money. An insane amount of money. So you're sitting here going, okay, yeah, we can afford to say if this doesn't make exactly the money we thought it would make, the next one will. Right. Like you said. And then at that point, it's just like, okay, we don't, we don't necessarily, we're not going to not do another one of these. No. But we just have to re-gear. Like Ant-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Ant-Man did not do anything near what its predecessors have been doing. It was right. on a budget of like $120 million. It made close to $400 million worldwide. Right. They still went and made a sequel to it. Yep. Because they know that you know there are their group of fans out there. They're going to make some money from this. Mm-hmm. Not every movie to them has to be a billion-dollar production. Yeah. That is a rare thing and an important thing and it's gotten them continued success oh yeah a hundred percent by far hold on i'm pulling up uh how much money they made now because i'm now i'm wondering (laughs) but as for you know this movie itself there it is uh as for this movie itself like i was so happy because after black widow right all we got was one credit stinger if i'm not mistaken and it was showing that Yelena's getting recruited into the Baroness's or whatever the fuck her name was. New group of whatever she's putting together, right? She's sending her after yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is nothing exactly. in it as of right now that we know of that is going to be world changing, like with what Shang-Chi introduced. Right. And so, like I said, Shang-Chi gets the control of the rings by the end of the movie. His, yes. his father has like a great redemption moment because, yeah, to, so like certainly. the whole other dimension like where the where the, his mom came from and what was that village called do you remember so, tong lao talong or something like talong talong or something like that whatever it was in an alternate dimension that you could only get through through a changing ever changing forest like a maze which was really cool within right. itself yeah and in that world there was every type of mystical being that was from chinese lore mm-hmm. in asian culture lore everything yeah, was really right cool. And like a lot of the guardian lion things, like I've, you've seen those guardian statues mm-hmm. in every kind of monastery ever. Right. Yeah. Every kind and of monastery. So like, <laughs> the Phoenix is like everything that was there. Right. Was from I, mostly Chinese history, Chinese exactly. lore. Right. Lore, yep. And then there was the great protector, which was a dragon, which looked really fucking cool. Like that was probably the coolest dragon I've seen in the movie in a while. Yeah. I'm, I was, you know, that, I think that's their version of Fin Fang Foom. No, not yet. It not is, yet. From what I'm reading online, is this is a a um a same species as Fin Fang. Okay. Now they said they're not going to do Fin Fang Foom as Fin Fang Foom. They're going right. to change it because it feels like it's culturally insensitive to Asians. Like you know, okay. a lot of that older the stuff name. was yeah. the whole reason they didn't call him the Mandarin is right. Wenwu. Right. You know, the Mandarin is a goofy name they gave Trevor Sattery's character right. to be terrorists. Right. Exactly. Um. But they the the beacon during the end credit scene, which was by itself fucking like phenomenal. Right. That was amazing. Wong ended up coming and getting, getting Chong and uh, Aquafina's character, which her Katie, right. right? They came, he came and got him at a dinner, which was fucking just hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, you need to come with me. And then the end credit scene was them talking with Wong and projections of, Bruce, which Bruce is now back to his normal Normal state, which is a whole package to unwrap itself itself. Yeah. And then with Captain Marvel. Yeah. With Captain Marvel. And they're talking about how in the Sanctum Sanctorum, they got a, in uh, what was the Carmitage? Yeah. 
they got a signal or they like they everything felt started, they felt this, everything the activation of the rings when shang chi right. took him over from yes. his dad and they looked into him and they're like this is not Cree technology. It's not made of vibranium. It's nothing. And there's a seen. signal being emitted from it. Right. Now, obviously, now the fan theory is, is what if that is Fin Fang Foom's race yeah. or something? I mean, they need to introduce their new big something. bad. Yeah. And then that'll lead to the biggest bad of this saga that they're building up, which I'm willing to bet any amount of money it's going to be Galactus. Like, it, how could it not be? I think it's got to be somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. All right, so as a whole right now, Marvel has spent anywhere from $4.6 billion to $4.78 billion on all of their movies, right? Right. They have grossed over worldwide almost $23 billion. Yeah, so. They yeah. have literally tripled their money. Or quadrupled yeah, their money, gonna, excuse me. We were, oh, even more than that. Quintupled their yeah, money. Exactly. Like They're, they're yeah. killing it when it comes to Six the amount of money. Six times their money, yeah. Six top with their money. I mean, they just they have the money to play with at yes, this point, and that's exactly. why they're taking these unknown things that they can do whatever the hell they want. Because like Shang Chi, right? They changed his origins, and if you ask me, they changed it for the better. Oh, in yeah. certainly aspects, and I, they're taking a character that nobody knows anything about, and they're going to turn it into this world star fascination, right? right. That everybody's going to love. I mean, there's going to be Asian kids now that get to dress up. As Shang Chi for exactly. Halloween, along with the the black kids that get to get dressed up as Black Panther, black Panther, all that you know, yeah, everything. I mean, it's it's those those are the things that I think when you look at Stan Lee, right, and what he wanted to create with comic books and what he wanted to create with certain characters and you know certain themes in his comic book, this falls is completely in line with what his vision was. To be able to be inclusive to every kid on the planet. The town was called Talo. Talo. Yeah. Gotcha. No, you're right. He looked always for inclusivity. And like, I think we talked about this not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Where people are upset with Stan Lee because he wouldn't let Spider-Man be gay. Right. Because Spider-Man's not supposed to be gay. Right. He made was- gay. He made literally the most culturally diverse characters of all time that went over every sort of genre in the form of the X-Men, in the form yes. of Black Panther, Shang-Chi, yeah. everything. everything. Like, literally everything. I mean, he covered all his bases. You you can't change things all the time for just change sake. For the sake of change. Yes, I mean, right. it's just not going to happen. I mean, yeah. There are certain things that, yeah. Are there gay characters in the Marvel Universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. There certainly are. MCU, I think we have to see that yet. We have yet to We've see seen it. bits and pieces of it, like and Eternals. They're gonna have their first full yes, gay character, exactly. Which so, is I mean, Brian Tyree Henry's yeah, character, right? And then in Loki, you had Loki make the line that he was pretty much bisexual, Central, right? Yeah. Exactly. So they're leaning more into that now, yeah. but this is also the film world where right. it takes time to build you know, that. Yeah, they had comic know, books for years that, that up. was a small sect of people that read comic books in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, so right. they could get away with a whole lot more. Right. Exactly. But as uh, as far as like world building goes, holy fuck, this movie's gonna Dude, have some ramifications. Awesome. Yeah, holy oh, yeah. shit, that the movie itself and the end credits are right. having so, tons of ramifications. I am, I am so amazed that it was such a huge part of the marketing, but in the grand scheme of things, it was like maybe a minute and a half, if even. Oh, put an abomination. Abomination. Yeah. What the fuck was like him and Wong were like best friends when they were leaving. I think that is just something you have to, you had to put in there and go, okay, there's more to this. There's going to be more. Yes. Yes. And I love how Wong is becoming like a connective tissue. Mm -hmm. I fucking love Wong. Like I love Benedict Wong. He's a great actor. I love Wong, the character, like in the comic books, he was Dr. Strange's manservant. Yes. He was Dr. Strange's teacher. Yes. His contemporary, his, Mm -hmm. his pretty much his best friend in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Right. I love that Wong is becoming the connective tissue that Nick Fury was in the yeah, first three phases. I agree. Like, I that's like that. that's the way to go, man. Wong is fucking hilarious. And the end, the end credit scene after they're finished talking and they're like, well, you guys should go home and get some rest. And Katie's like, yeah, we should. And or, then Sean's like, or. And then they start <laughs> yeah. at karaoke singing Hotel California. <laughs> I swear I have not laughed that hard at that an end credit great. scene yeah. in quite some time because that was so fucking funny. Yeah, I agree. But the best part for this movie for me 
just because like this is like really solidified in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Was Trevor Saturday showing back up again? Ben oh, Kingsley's yeah. whole Be- role, dude, fucking when, phenomenal. When when that little creature comes up and is pushing him, pushing him, pushing yeah. him at the end, <laughs> he's like, "I'm not dead, dead mate. It's, it's an act. <laughs> it's an act. <laughs> now get your butt over here and die. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sir Ben Kingsley. You awesome, can't man. top him. No. Like you really can't. Like no, that man can't. can. Like I understood that people were upset. Back in Iron Man three days. Oh yeah, because right? I mean, it was seeming like he would have been the perfect Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah, just the perfect. No, he wasn't. He was a great Mandarin, but he's a better Trevor Slattery. I agree. Tony Lung is by far the best version of, of the Mandarin. Yeah. Or when we, now the way he went out, right? So he went to Lao Tao to go get his wife back because yeah. he thought they were holding her behind a door. Yes. Because the rings were controlling him, kind of. Right. Well, they well the the thing that was controlling him was that uh, Soul Eater, that big giant. Right. Big, yeah, there was a specific nothing. name for it. It was called the um, the Dweller in Dweller Darkness. Dweller in Darkness, yeah. So I was thinking, oh, there no, there's no way they're going to let these things out. He's going to have a big fight mm-hmm. with his dad here, and then they're gonna he's going to control him. They're going to talk him down. Maybe we'll see a few of the que- creatures, but we're not going to see this thing. Yeah. Holy fuck! When that oh, thing yeah, burst I out, was, I was like, "Oh my god, there that is!" I knew they were. I knew it was going to come out. See, I, I didn't think so. I thought they were going to keep it incredible climax. I think they were going to keep it within the family in this one, kind of, yeah. where it was just going to be a big final battle between no, him and his dad. Man. Nope, that motherfucker came out, and I was like, "Oh, like, this is yeah, the way we're going." Holy shit! You're jacked up now. What but the way he gave his life to save his son, yeah, I was like, "Yep, this." That's why he was a tragic villain to me. Like, that this part, dude had some I, fucking redemption. I agree. After that, after 1996, he was a tragic villain. Right. I agree with that. Yes. I said before that, no, he's just a villain. But after that, yeah, he was a tragic villain because he ga- he cha- he had a redemptive moment. He well, changed no. his life. Here's the thing, and I'm right. I'm going to use another villain as my go-to for this. Is he necessarily a villain or just a misguided villain? Right. Because he's still a villain. Well, you're a villain with the best of intentions, right? Everybody's a villain with the best of intentions. I'm not going to argue that. But like a villain to me is the Joker, right? That is a villain. Somebody that's irredeemable, uncontrollable, just a pure fucking villain. Voldemort, pure fucking villain. Evil dude. Thanos. He went out with the best of intentions. Totally fucking misguided. But that's but, what, like we talked about, that's what every fascist, ah, that's what but every... look at what if. Look if, at what they just uh, did with what if. Hey, Doctor Strange became a villain because he he was misguided though. and misguided. Yes. Now, he was a misguided villain right. because he started off as a good person. But he wasn't a pure villain, not just, no. a, he wasn't was just, just a pure? villain. In the beginning, he was a pure villain. He was just a guy. If you sit back and say, okay, I got this power. I'm going to lord it over you and I'm going to just take you un- and take you, you know, destroy your culture, take you from everything that you're uh, have built and destroy all that. Right. Just because I want my way. You're a villain. You're he not misguided. A misguided anything. <laughs> okay. Hitler was misguided. Oh, no, ho, ho, ho. dude was a villain. Hold up. Okay. okay. So, I mean, but that's the same thing he was doing. Hitler saw himself as being right. And saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, what's, this what's is the, the perfect race. We're going to do this. What's and, the you know, term? Needs to be- absolute power corrupts, corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You are a villain. I mean, that's he's, he was a villain. Oh, he was now, so he was ready a, to give it up, though, just to be Well, that, with- the whole thing was, he, if he hadn't met her, right. he would have kept going doing what he was doing. Right. Uh, but he did give it up because he re- he said, you know what? There's something more important than this. And that redeemed him right there. So I wonder. From that point on, he was a tragic villain. I wonder with the Dweller in the Darkness, if that's going to somehow tie into the Deviants from Eternals. Because there was some similarities. Similarities, yeah. Between them. I mean, the way they looked was different because the Deviants have a lot of sharp edges and lines. This was more of a monstrous thing. They do have some of that gold in them, too. So, I mean, yeah. Hey. It, it it's there for the taking. See, this is what I hate when you're at the beginning of phases. Like the good thing about phase one, right, <laughs> is you knew that all they were leading up to is Avengers. Chances right. were Loki was going to be the villain because that right. was the comics. They were yeah. they were following a formula that hadn't really been established yet. 
but this you kind of knew the overarc where they were going. This one, all new territory, totally buddy. fucking new territory. <laughs> they can do whatever the fuck they yes, want at this point, can. and we're just along for the ride. That's and that's yeah. Our, you know, our guesses are just that guesses, predictions that right. may come true. It's dartboard. Material. Well, so we're, ten years down the line, we're gonna look back and be like, oh, how the hell did we not see this one coming? I'm yeah. I'm gonna be adamant. I'm thinking Galactus is gonna be the big bag of this saga. He might not, be. not this phase. Yeah, this saga. Like, this okay. is where we're going. Okay. Gotcha. Like, he's going to have to be. They got him in now. Who's better than Thanos? Yeah. He's, I mean, I mean, besides Kong the Conqueror. King the Conqueror. Conqueror. King yeah. the Conqueror, obviously. But when it comes to bad to bad, Galactus is as bad as they come. The dude eats worlds yeah. just to survive. Yeah. You don't get much more diabolical than I that. I mean, you have that, and you have, I mean, the Beyonders, you have... Some of the, you know, some of the other characters that are more universal characters, right. you know, but yeah. I, I think Galactus would be a more familiar character because the Beyonders, people know about them, but they don't know as much as Galactus, you know? Right. I, I Galactus got the phase in at some point. He just has oh, to. I mean, I can't. Of a character I, first of all, to. if I get a fucking cloud again, I'm going to nut check no, somebody. Dude. Hardcore oh, nut check. Oh, be unhappy. What, what's a. What is that line from the interview with James Franco and Seth Green or Seth well, yeah, um, Rogan? Rogan, so, yeah, thank you. Come punt that bitch. Just come punt that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. Oh, it's funny. No, I'm I'm so stoked now that we're finally starting to get those those inklings of seeds. Like this yeah. is we're going in a direction you don't know what yet, but we're heading there. It's like, yep, I'm in. Like this right. is what I missed. This is what I, I missed. The world building over yes. several films. Oh man. And, and done right. Right. Oh, and that's what's gosh. great about these movies is Taking the Earth the heroes are the Earth heroes. <laughs> yep. Right? The mystical heroes are the mystical heroes. The outer space heroes are the outer space. And they all tie in. Yep. And they come together point. and they they come together to fight this these whatever it's gonna be. Now, as much as I would like to see a form of Black Panther at this point, read lead the Avengers mm-hmm. or Captain Marvel. Yeah. I want to see Shang-Chi take a lead at some point. Cause that dude, like Simu Lu fucking killed it. Like his fight scenes oh, were, were so awesome. believable. Like when he threw that first punch and you in slow motion, yeah. you saw him deck that dude and launch him. Ooh-wee. I was yeah. like, oh, this dude's a badass. Yeah. And he was a badass every step of the fucking yes. way. Yes. And I love like I was with Katie. I was like, who are you? Like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> like, hey, she, I have being his friend for the past 10 past years and knew and nothing, nothing about it. And then all of a sudden it. he comes out as this uber bad. She was, she's best friend goals right there. Yeah. That's the kind of friend you want. She's through thick or thin. She's there for you. She was like, and hey, now that's something we talked about. And that's it. the only thing kind of wanted from this movie is that kind of closure on where are they at relationship wise? Because they're best friends. Her family was like, kept asking when are you going to marry her? This, that, and the other one were just yeah. friends. Yeah. And then, by the end of it, you know they're they're cuddled up close to each other, as the um, the memorial lanterns are right. floating up in the sky and the great protectors blowing them around, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, where are we at with you two? Like, I want to know because they had great chemistry, they bonded, they had that mm-hmm. that connection. You could clearly tell. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, I want to yeah. know here. Now, the only thing I really had a question on was his sister, Jialing, right? Mm-hmm. There was the end credit scene where she took over the Ten Rings now. Mm-hmm. What are we doing in here? In the comic books. Yeah. Okay. She is hurt, you know, after the father passed away, she takes over the, it's it's called the, the weapons, the five, the uh, warriors of the five weapons. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's not the Ten Rings in the comic books. Right. They so, consolidated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so she takes over that. Right. And that's where that's going. Okay. Um, in the comic books, also, she's completely bald. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But yeah. Um, See, she, I thought that I, like, you kind of got a feeling she was going to be a bad guy at some point. But well, everything yeah. that you saw in this movie, besides Sans owning, like, one of the greatest underground mm-hmm. fight clubs that there is, where Wong right. and Abomination could fight each other, it was awesome, which was really cool. Um, you didn't really get the sense that it, it was almost kind of out of left field. If you didn't already have that preconceived notion, like she was up to something from the get go, because the way she protected the great protector, the way she I, fought with their, like, was on her brother's side from the get go about her dad, like everything. I believe that she wasn't. Now, here's here's the thing about her. Uh-huh. She's more of, I don't want to say an anti-hero because she's kind of like, yeah, she was on the side of her brother. But she, she clearly has an agenda and all that. But she had an agenda. She was 
that's that's her bread and butter. Her bread right. and butter was to own an empire. Right. You know, hey, I built this well, from the ground up. She wouldn't go and just stop and be like, oh, I'm going to stay here. That was one of the cool things they did with this movie is they talked about the message of the daughters aren't important as the sons in the father's Tal eyes. Lone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, I mean, Talo, yeah, they were all equals. But right. she was raised where her brother was being trained oh, yeah. and everything. Like, he was she meant was, to lead. And then anything. he bailed, and then she bailed eventually. Right. But she grew this empire while he worked at a fucking <laughs> valet. valet service. That was so funny where, you know, they they show him getting dressed and everything, yeah. cufflinks, and then they show the guy getting out of the M8 competition, <laughs> yeah. and he's like steps out and pans up in slow motion. It's like, oh, that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Here, park this. That was funny. <laughs> that was a funny part. No, this, this movie, like, yet again, Marvel has that ability to just blend yes. genres together and their their comedic timing at this point on fucking point oh, every no. step of the way they had the right the totally right cast right i mean it was just awesome the one character i felt was kind of underutilized because he was such a big part of the marketing was death dealer right the guy oh, that trained chong chi yeah yeah he was yeah. very underutilized like he exactly. was cannon fodder yep. like when the the dwellers in the darkness started coming out from the door which the door was really fucking cool he got giant dragon sucked up quick. he was the first one to get his soul sucked <laughs> yeah. out and i was like so, oh okay, okay. There, like oh, that's a badass right there and we just dropped him and then razor <laughs> fist is in the background like we will help you yeah like, <laughs> it's like well, uh, no shit motherfucker could have got nobody else you could have gotten razor <laughs> fist to go first yeah and kept death dealer but i, I like the guy that played yeah. razor fist i did too so you know i thought it was a guy uh, who played Seamus in uh, The Expanse, but it wasn't him. No. It was a different dude. But he, yeah, he was, he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Job. No. And he, choreography wise, he was great in the fight scenes. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, he was a brute. Yeah. yeah. And I really liked how Sean had to balance the way he was trained with the way his mother tried to train him when he was younger. Right. Like the, the constant flow, like Tai Chi kind yeah. of, like yep. flow, smooth motions instead mm-hmm. of the brutish, I'm a like brute, quick, yeah. fast combat. Closed fist to open palm. Mm-hmm. I like how they brought balance to him. Yeah. And he kept the light and the dark together yeah, inside exactly. of himself. It's the yin and the yang. I'll tell you, I have not seen as majestic of it. Like, there's, there's, when I say superhero majestic, right, there's a few scenes that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. When Thor li- arrives in Wakanda. Right. Like, yeah. That, that that's top awesome. tier. That was a when, super scene. When Aquaman pops out of the water at the end of the movie. Yeah. And. It's, there's a sunset and the movie slow motions and he goes, I'm Aquaman, mm-hmm. right? When Superman does his first flight. Right. This is now up there when he is using the rings inside of the dwelling darkness to oh, blow yeah. him up and he's doing his motions in the air as he's falling and there's all this mist and water coming down with him from being yeah. blown up from their fight. I was, I like, literally, I started to shed a tear. He takes that last pose and... You yeah, know, that was blows awesome, up. man. Yeah, absolutely just fucking majestic as shit. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh my God, like, how do people come up with this shit? Man, are your hormones okay? You've been tearing no, up man, a lot, I'm, I think buddy. I'm going through what's, menopause what's here or something. Like, God damn, I don't know <laughs> what's kidding. going on. Maybe second puberty. I don't know. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, no, like, I, like uh, I even turned to my wife, and she's like, that get you? I'm like, yeah, that, that really got me. And she goes, is your dick hard? And I'm like, no, this is not an Aquaman situation. Oh, now, now let me let me oh, preface the story because it was funny as hell. So when Aquaman popped out of the water, right? Uh, my wife turns to me, she goes, That made me cry. And I, I looked at her, I go, That made my dick cry. Uh, so she she brought it up again. She goes, Did your dick cry? I'm like, No, I'm just crying on this one. Like, oh my God. Uh, oh Lord. <laughs> my poor wife. She's just it's a constant. Uh, <laughs> she, she tries so hard to keep up too. <laughs> Quit shaking your head. I you know just, this is I, funny. I, what what can I say with that? I mean, that's like, <laughs> what is there to say? Did your dick cry? No, nope, just me this uh, time. <laughs> I love it. No, this is. I I can never possibly rate all the Marvel movies. Right. Right. I just oh, couldn't. No. There's so yeah. many good ones. I mean, Endgame is up there for me. And all of them are good in their own rights for certain different reasons. Absolutely, <laughs> because they they take genres. And meld for each different one. Like each different one has its own unique so flavor, much. but still has that Marvel flavor with it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's ice cream, but it's ice cream with an added flavor every yeah. single time. It's yeah. Marvel, but now we're adding the nuts mm-hmm. or we're adding yeah. the bubble gum or we're adding the strawberries. Exactly. Like that's what this is. Like you're always getting a di- different flavor. It's like Baskin that's Robbins. Awesome. Yeah, it's Baskin Robbins. No, dude. it's more like Cold Stone. I'll, man. I'll, I'll take you a hot ice cream ready. on there, and then you. I was I was referencing Hatman so. Dickhead, but thank you. Oh. No. 
It's Baskin Robbins, dude. There's there's no hot and ready. It's not hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I fucking love 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 the MCU. God, dude, there's so many good movies. Mm-mm-mm. No, this is honestly I want to go see this in theaters again. Yeah. I w- I could watch movie. this a few more times in theaters. Truly and honestly. Like just just seeing the fight scenes and the choreography on the big screen. Yeah. It's going to be hard to watch it on home after that. Oh, yeah. Because it deserves to be watched I mean, on the big screen. Yeah, I'm going to watch good copy at home. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed Black Widow. Yeah. This is by far the best movie of Phase 4 so far. Oh, There's only God, two, yes. But this is by far the best the, one. Yeah. And I mean, Eternals has a lot to work towards, but I guarantee Eternals is either going to stand toe-in-toe with this one or it's going to go just a little bit above. Ooh, that, I know yeah, it's going to be, be high praise, but fucking I, movie. the the way they have built this, who's behind the camera, Chloe Zhang, Zhang is that her yeah. name? Yep. Fucking going to kill it. Guaranteed. I think so. Too. I mean, looking at the down. visuals and even, you know, the little banters and stuff like that and scenes we get. The cinematography alone. The, yeah. It's next level. Like this is art house. Big budget is what the, this looks like. The cast. Oh, the it's people that they put in that movie. Right. It's, it's like okay, who you want? Right. Who can you? Who else can you get? Right. I mean, my gosh. And you know, they. I, I love their ability to mix and mold to fit their universe. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that Shang now has the Ten Rings under his control. Right. Because now he. I mean, he got powers from the Great Protector. Like he he accesses inner chi kind yes. of and was able to go toe to toe with his dad. When his mm-hmm. dad had the rings, right? Because he found his inner peace or whatever have you, right? But now he's not. He not only does he have that ability, which that's the only reason his mom was able to take his dad down. Yes, which was like she said, had. probably one of the best fight scenes in the movie. Yeah, it was. And I loved when they were fighting the dad and the son, and he saw his son the same way he saw yeah. his mother. I was like, I think, okay, he's it's that, clicking in his brain. Yeah, now. exactly. Changed his heart again. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but then he got control of the rings, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now he is a force to be reckoned with. He can stand toe to toe with the other Avengers and superheroes in this universe, right? And not just be the world's greatest martial artist, but have some fucking Truly? oomph to back him up. Yeah, no doubt. And then Katie came like the fucking badass bow archer. Yeah, that was so she, cool. It was a funny thing, though. You know, you we looked at that, and me and Kelsey. Uh, both said it after the movie. He's like, okay, it took her a day to become a good archer. But it was funny that she addressed that too. She's like, I couldn't even shoot a bow the other day. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm making the kill shot. I'm just, yep. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's the way that Marvel ties things up so right. well. It's like, okay, yeah, we know what you see. Right. We know the little holes, you know. I mean, and like you said before, they learn that from. The, the last first phase, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, yeah, we gotta we gotta address some of these things. Well, yeah. they can they can have a roadmap now, be a little more solidified, yeah, because they know what works and doesn't work. I mean, they're still gonna evolve as they go, like with everything else. Oh, definitely. Been. Hopefully, yeah, they got to. Yeah, it's either evolve, <laughs> they they adapt or die, die. and yeah. they know that, and they make it work. But I think now they're gonna have a lot more solidified idea of what they're doing, and not have all these uh, plot holes that they've had before pop up, and. I mean, they they have this amazing ability to tie up plot holes years later yeah. just for shits and giggles. Right. I mean, look what happened with between four and uh, four Thor in twenty eleven compared to Thor Ragnarok, right? right? With the Odin's chamber. Yes. You're like, we saw the gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet in Thor in twenty eleven. Uh-huh. It was just a prop. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, maybe Thanos is going to. Yeah. You know, Asgard, guys, got to go get that? the Finny Gauntlet, and then yeah. hell is over here like fake. Uh, fake. Everything yeah. in here is fake, except that that's kind of cool, you yeah, know. And exactly. Like, it's like, oh, oh shit, they're fixing plot holes here. Uh-huh. Like, I can appreciate this. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm fair enough. In cool, and like with this whole Trevor Slattery thing, bringing in Trevor, which was this was the fucking movie to do it. Yes. And the way they did it, how they brought him in, they tied in with their one shot and all hail the king. Yep. Fucking amazing. Yes. Their their story abilities are. Unreal. <laughs> he was talking about. Yes, he bro- broke me out to kill me. Yes, yeah. yes. But you know, I, then I broke out into Macbeth, and I've been doing shows ever since. Every once day, a week, ever since. Once a week, ever since. Yep. For the guys, the guys, the love fellas it. love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the dude's a trip. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably stayed in Tallow, and that's oh, yeah. where he, he yeah. kind of needs to be. I mean, he's not a bad guy. Like by any shit, he was. He was addicted to drugs. Yep. Somebody lied to him. Got he had no clean. idea what he was doing. Exactly. 
and you know he just he got clean now he's just doing the best he can do yep really good redemption character right there oh my gosh remember the part where he's talking about how he became an actor yeah <laughs> yes the plan of the apes and he thought the monkeys were trained really acting <laughs> he said no it wasn't that the, I thought the monkeys were... It was because I thought the monkeys... I saw that the monkeys were riding acting the like they were riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. That, so that got you into acting. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? You know. You fucking know Ben Kingsley had the time of his life with that role. Oh my role. gosh, yeah. Like, that was fucking priceless. Like I was like, no, he did not think those were actual monkeys. Yes, he did. <laughs> it changed my life oh, like you always hear God. about these actors that saw this one movie or this one thing yeah. and it changed their whole perspective oh, yeah. on the world and they they <laughs> wanted to do that and he's over here thinking the fucking monkeys of playing the apes are real yeah <laughs> that was so fucking funny oh. it's the monkeys riding the horse yeah. <laughs> wow that's funny oh I, I i cannot give enough praise to this movie oh, dude, the director is- the actor simon lu killed it tony long fucking amazing like aquafina everybody everybody in this movie fucking nailed it this i mean i don't you know i don't i wanted to make sure within myself within my thoughts my uh critique of this movie that i wasn't just so hungry for a no new marvel blockbuster no and then i was like going i talked to kelsey i was like yeah what did you think oh i really loved it It it's like okay everybody really loves this movie and it deserves that praise so i'm like yeah i feel and the score I'm going to give it is oh I'm, I'm right there. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. But unfortunately, because Marvel movies are so mainstream now mm-hmm. and they're so out in the public eye, it's one of those things that you can't hate it. Like everybody's right. going to love it because it's the next Marvel thing, and it's like no, it's not just because it's Marvel. It's because right. it's, no. it's a good fucking movie. movie. They know what they're right. doing, mm-hmm. and they take like we talked about the planning. The hey, this was a good idea, but no, it wasn't as good as this idea. Right. I mean, that's the next level of what they do. Yep. They, they break it down and then break it down again and then break it down again, but not too much to where it just it destroys the the movie and the plot and the continuity. And you keep wondering, like, how are they going to push the envelope even more? Where Ooh. could they possibly push the envelope? And they still continue to find a way. Oh yeah. Every single time. Oh yeah. And it's I I at this point you know I've been here for years but truly and honestly I'm on board every step of the way I don't yes, care what it is me too you know there was a time when they would announce something I'm like really that's what they're doing instead of this or that and then at this like now I'm just like, like oh, fuck shit. it I don't care yeah. like I don't know anything about these characters they're I don't gonna want to get it right it, and they're gonna fucking nail it yes. they're gonna make it modern they're gonna yes. make it fit like everything. They're gonna it's, they're gonna change it to what their universe is, and that's the way this works. Like I said in the beginning, it was I was like, okay, the way they did the Ten Rings, yeah, but I didn't. I was like, okay, they just used them for very rudimentary things, but they left the door open in that for to do more credit scenes right? for to, for them to do exactly what they do well, in the. So my the wife asked books. me, she goes, "What are the awesome. Ten Rings?" I'm like, "In the comics, it's the Mandarin has ten rings like yes. actual rings and she goes so they weren't bracelets i'm like no they no. were physically rings i was like it would not sound intimidating i was they were the 10 bracelets like yeah. <laughs> it's the 10 fucking rings because they're still a ring they're yeah, still a circle exactly. it's a ring uh and, and each one of his rings did a different thing they control yes. like a different element they did a different thing yeah and this one they didn't do that like you said they kind of rudimentary dulled them down a little bit but the second shang chi had a control shang chi had a control over him he started to do more than his father ever had before. So there's going to be, they're going to open the door as it goes on to do right. more and more with these rings. I mean, at least from what we saw, his dad only right. ever did the same moves over exactly. and over again with them. So Zhang Chi has the ability to clearly do more with them. Mm-hmm. And now they're signaling whoever made them to come here. And we'll see. Here we go. Is. Like yeah. who's going to be the lineup of Avengers to take on this threat. Right. You know, I think, Whatever modern iteration they do a Fin Fang Foom is going to be dope as shit. If you can get me to oh, believe that there's yeah, a fucking man. great protector dragon that yeah. was baller as shit yep. and this otherworldly demon, there's nothing they can't introduce that. I, I just won't be like, fuck it, I'm in, let's do yeah. it. <clears throat> get my popcorn, let's go. It's, it's Marvel Mystic. It's, you know, I mean, uh, 
which is we're gonna get way more into that in Doctor Strange, which is gonna be awesome. Well, first Everything. we gotta go through Spider Man, No Way, Far From Home, yeah, far or No Way Home. Yeah, yeah. No that that oh, we already talked about that last time, right? Did we? Mm-hmm. That brought yeah. a tear to my eye when Alfred Maloney's Doc Ock came into play. Yeah, he's like, "Hello, Melina. Peter." Lena, sorry, yeah. excuse me. He's like, "Hello, Peter." I was like, "That's my Doc Ock from Spider Man 2. I haven't yeah, seen him since I was a kid." It's gonna be crazy. No, it's gonna it's be wild. Gonna be wild. It's like we talked about. Not only it's a wild time mm-hmm. to be a superhero fan and everything. I mean, Man. Michael Keaton's making a return as Batman. Everything. All the Spider Man stuffs coming back yes. in No Way Home. There's just so much going on, and it's stuff that you never thought was gonna happen. Right. I mean, who would have thought that? You know, 30, 40 years later, you're going to see Keaton back as Batman. Really? Exactly. Seriously. And no. I read something funny the other day that anytime Tom Holland and Michael Keaton were having a fight scene for Homecoming, mm-hmm. right. he would lean in real close to to Tom and whisper, I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker is Batman. Like, he's just, he's he, everybody's asking, what do you think of uh, this portrayal of Batman? He goes, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's like, yes, you are, my man. <laughs> yes, you are. Doesn't even. Doesn't even face me anymore. No, I'm Batman is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> now I will be curious to see when they do a sequel to this one because they are absolutely probably going to do a sequel to this one. It was actually one thing I that blew my mind. In the end credits, after the credits were all over and said and done mm-hmm. with, it didn't say Shang Chi's going to be will the return. It said the Ten Rings will return. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, well, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Now are we talking the Ten Rings organization or the or, Ten Rings themselves? I'm thinking the Ten Rings themselves or, with Shang Chi. Right. But. It could be it, the whole they, thing. It would. It, it's insanity to even think that they wouldn't do a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's too there's much. No way. Yeah, there's too much to unpack with this character and yeah. to do with this character and just everything about. Like I, I loved him. Like he was yeah. fantastic. He was great. He was a lovable guy. He had a dark past. Yep. He did some things he's not proud of. Just right. a great guy. And I loved Aquafina's character. I didn't think I was gonna like her character. You know what? I thought she would. Be overbearing and yeah, annoying. I yep. did too, but she was perfect in it. Yeah, I mean, and she her character specifically, the way she talked resonated with me. Yeah, because she was in a dead end job that mm-hmm. she knew she could do more, but she wasn't quite sure. <laughs> and she said, "She's like, I everything I did, I did well, but I never was great at it." Right. right? And I gotcha. was like, "Damn, I feel that." Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, you know, you're meant for something else, but you're not entirely certain what it is, but you can't figure it out. Right. Now, obviously, I'm not going to go on any sort of mystical adventure like they went on to. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. Pop Let's go find Talau. Mushrooms. Like in. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Like in uh, Vacation Friends. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of that, they're making a sequel. Yeah. I read that the other day. Yeah. I was like, okay. Gonna do fuck it. it. Whatever. I'm in. Hey. I told you when we it. did the review for that, I was like, this is the, I'd watch a sequel to this. Yeah. Especially certainly. if John Cena's in it. I'm in Lil Rel. I'm, I'm in. Certainly. It can be hilarious. Yep. Curious to see where they go with it, but it's going to be hilarious. Kids? Mm-hmm. Going to be family the vacations? Family. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's probably what's going to be called, huh? Family vacation <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. All right. Let's do scores. Hey. You go first, brother. Honestly, this is a nine eight. Fuck, you literally took my score from this me. This is a nine That's, eight. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I have no complaints about this movie. Right. I uh, I was making a few phone calls after the movie when I was driving home because my wife and I just met there. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a few people. I talked to my father in law because I'm getting ready to go on that trip in October with them. Okay, yeah. And uh, he's like, "Oh, how was the movie?" I was like, nine out of ten. Would see again." He goes, really? I was like, that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yep. I was like, I would definitely go see this one again. Definitely know, see it it's again. It's by no means a solid 10 because 10 is hard to attain. No, yeah. As far as Marvel movies goes, this is literally top tier. Yeah. And for being an origin story and oh, for being my a, goodness. a standalone adventure, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. The action scenes, the acting. I mean, I cannot say how much edge of the seat this was because it was literally edge of the seat the whole movie. Yeah. Like the the biggest the first fight scene is the fucking train or the the bus scene yeah that they advertise so much right and, then and the it's big, second still big says piece delivered thrills surprises and, and thrills yes. yeah yeah absolutely it was awesome. funny as shit great action badass like the whole nine yards yep. and then the next one was on the rafters outside that uh, building yeah. which was cool as shit within All itself the freaking scaffolding yeah dude 
they're nuts. Oh, they, yeah. You know, I know they do actually do that, and they build scaffolding over there with bamboo, bamboo yeah. stuff like that, which is really strong and pl- flexible and pliable and everything right. like that. But I'm like, fuck that, uh, man. When Katie started screaming in one of the Ten Rings face, Hotel California, and started singing out loud, I yeah. fucking, I was beside myself laughing yeah. so hard. That, that was, was so wild. funny. I love their ability to tie in a reference at the beginning of the movie into a to joke a later. Yeah. It's fucking priceless. Yeah, Two jokes. Awesome. It's twice in this one with Hotel yeah. California. Yep. Fucking fantastic. And then the obviously the fight scene at the end. Oh yeah. The, the like I, it just kept ramping up. You're like, okay, like the, how much better is the great thing Ooh. about it? The great thing about that fight scene, it was realistic because not everybody survived. Oh yeah, a lot of people died. Yeah. A lot of, a lot people, of died. people died. And that was crazy too, because when uh when Wu's soul got sucked out, right? I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, his soul's gonna look different. He's lived for thousands of years, yeah, or I thought so. it's you know, give him more power. He's corrupt or something like that. Yeah. And all it did, his soul was just like everybody else's. Yep, same size, That's same wild. everything. And it yeah. was like, oh, so he was literally no different than anybody else, right? Just kind of cool, like a little cool little nitpick thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cannot recommend this movie enough. No, I mean seriously, it is. It is a go-see-at-the-theater movie. Oh, absolutely. It's already killing it at the box office. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is Labor Day weekend. So, it's already made like $130 and it's only Sunday. It's still got Monday to go through. Jeez. Yep. And the budget was like 160 or something like that. I don't remember. It it would be in the intro of this, so people know better than I would. I mean, they are just a juggernaut. Yep. That's what they are. I mean, by no means do I think they're going to make a billion dollars because we're still in pandemic era times. No, yeah, I don't think so either. But if this was in normal times, I don't think Black Widow would have made a billion. It would have been an easy seven, eight hundred mil. I think so too. This and Eternals would definitely be billion dollar movies. Billion dollar plus, yeah. Yep. Yep. I would think this would have been about one to one point one bill, while Eternals would easily be one point two, one point three billion. And it still man, might. I mean, this, it still may surprise us. You never know. It could still hit that I margin. I think in a normal time, in a normal time, this is a family movie. Right. This is a movie you take the whole shebang to we know what's crazy. and make that This money. movie's not being released in China. Wow. They have issues with it for whatever. I've read some of them, but I don't care to get into it. Yeah. I'm amazed. Really, I'm amazed. Like, because Marvel, I'm not going to say they're culturally sensitive. But they're culturally yeah. aware. Yes. And they bring so much to the table. I mean, like, could you imagine if Black Panther wouldn't have shown in black dominant areas? Yeah. That's ridiculous. How fucking nuts would that have been? I do not understand. I mean, why. The, the movie's literally washed in Chinese culture and lore. It is. I mean, in, in the lore itself. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty freaking awesome. I don't know. China has some weird. Another, yeah, they have some weird things, things that on. they go on to deal with. The, so. the control aspect over there. Yeah, it's a little unreal. So, you got anything else, Bub? No, man, this is sure. great. Fucking Wong singing Hotel California. Who would have ever thought we'd seen Wong singing Hotel California? I you mean, he was he jamming out to Beyonce. Such a big part. Such a big part I'm in happy. The, the, the thread. I'm happy it was him it. and not Me Doctor too. Strange. I am too, because that gives him a, a lot more credence. Right. You know, and it gives him, like I said, I'm so happy that he's becoming the connective tissue. Mm-hmm. While I love Fury, and I want to see more of Sam Jackson's Fury, right. he's got his own show coming up with Secret Wars, yes. and everything else. I'm good with Wong being the connective tissue now. Mm-hmm. Like Wong is fantastic. Ben, you you don't get much better than Benedict Wong. No, you don't. I he's mean, name a movie that Benedict actor. Wong's been in that you did not like, care excellent for. Excellent actor. Can't. I, every movie I've seen him in, I love, I love him in mm-hmm. The Martian. Yep. I love him in the Doctor Strange, The Avengers. Everything yep. he's in. I love him in. He's just a lovable dude. Like he's just got that that air to him. Like yeah. it's, it's just a nice guy. Yep. I agree. Even when he tries to be a hard ass in yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> he's over here yeah. jamming out to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right, you got nothing else? Nope. I'm good. I don't even know what the fuck we're doing next week. Tell I know that oh Malignant you. comes out Friday. Oh Malignant comes the out. The new Friday. James Wan movie. Cool, yeah, <clears> yeah, yeah. Scary one. That'll be good. It's supposedly scary one. Yeah, I mean, James Wan is the master of horror at times, yeah. so... I mean, shit, he had horror elements in fucking Aquaman, so... We'll do that one, and, uh... You want to review the animated, uh... Mortal Kombat movie? Maybe. Something we can talk about. <clears throat> There's, a. I think there was something else coming out this week, too. I'll have to look, but we'll figure it out. I know okay. Malignant's on the list, so... Yeah. We'll, we'll take a look at that. Yeah. 
Alrighty then, uh, if you got nothing else, but I'm ready to call this one a quits for yes, the day. Sir. I mean, we could go on and on about yeah, this, but for, we're that at that point you're just delving into yeah, it's fanboyism. Yeah, but, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so. As far as movies go, this was this was awesome. Top yeah, two it was. All right, until next time, peace. I've been Kendrick, and I've been Mark, and this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.